Hello, welcome to the Podcast vs. Podcast. My name is Eric Ivanovich. What, 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 what's up, Eric? It's me, Pierce. Ray, the other guy. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> do you want to do you want to start over or should nah, i keep man, that I'm, in i'm totally cool i don't care i don't care <laughs> this is podcast versus podcast what we suddenly have rules all of a sudden <laughs> we actually do have rules oh, no what are our rules uh so first of all we every episode we each pitch a podcast to each other um another rule is that at the end of the episode we have to vote and the third rule is that if there's a unanimous agreement on a podcast to that we should do instead of this one then we do that one instead of this one and we throw this one to the void the void gets to eat it well i really don't want to feed the void but i guess uh i guess we do have to feed it eventually what happens if we feed the void um i don't know we've never fed it we've we've uh we've always been doing this podcast we've never picked a new one to do instead right but aren't you kind of worried what might happen if we feed this void? Um, I didn't think about it. You know, I'm you sure it'll think. be fine. You didn't think. I mean, it is it is humming. What hungrily. happens? What happens when you feed a black hole? Uh, I don't know. Does yeah, it get maybe, bigger? I have no idea. Maybe. What? Ha- Wait, did you say it's humming hungrily? The void is. Yeah. Is the void sentient? I believe so. Yeah. We're not going to feed a sentient void. I will burn this podcast before we feed a void, okay? Well, you can cook it a little bit, just so that it brings out the flavor. But don't burn it. Look, Eric. Yeah. We're not feeding this podcast to the void. I'm worried that this is some kind of magical, extra-dimensional being, and Mm -hmm. it's going to come back on us in a negative way. I, we're, I'm worried that it's going to come back on, an, on us in a negative way if we don't feed it. Okay, well, we're not. I'm scared. We're not going to feed it, Eric. We are just going to sit here. We're going to pitch our podcast. On the off chance we select one today, I will take the void and I will decide. Not the void. I will take the podcast and I will dispose of it separate from the void. Mm, the void is, I can hear it getting This is angrier. your blood magic, okay? This is you and practicing blood magic. You go to the dark oh, side. Man. You start hearing these spirits. You start hearing these, hearing these alien entities. This is can – I, can, I, can I tell you this? Yes. I was talking to a fan of our show recently. Yeah. Uh, somebody who I did not know was a fan, and they didn't know they were a fan. They didn't know realize they were a fan before, and then they met me, and they were like – and they did not put it together. I was the same Piers Ray. That's so weird. That's so weird. Is that true? That is true. How, how the that f- is true. fuck did that happen? Um, I work with somebody. Yeah. And we became friends, and then she brought – her friend in yeah. to work at the company and we worked together for a little while and then recently when we did the live show yeah i mentioned it to her she's like you have a podcast and then she's to my friend and she yeah. and she was like oh wait actually i already listened to your show and so do all my friends <laughs> uh <laughs> and i was like okay you didn't think it was me piers ray the the only piers ray in western <laughs> In podcast versus podcast land, and also Western Canada. <laughs> and she's like, "No, I just never thought about it." You sound a lot the same on the podcast as you do in real life. So, I'm pretty much fascinated that she did not put this together, right? I'm I'm not playing much of a character here. I'll play it up for bits, but like right now, this is just good old Piers Ray. This is what you sound like, hanging and clanging. 
Oh. Um, did she say something about blood magic or something? She did actually. Yeah. She was uh, this this new friend, yes. this friend of the friend who's now also a friend. Yeah. Uh, does not. She thinks I come down too hard on you for practicing blood magic. Right. She thinks that it's a perfectly valid way to practice magic. In fact, you know what? I think I've got some of her comments here. Okay. I'm going to pull these up. Okay. Uh, by the way, Chol, if you're listening, um, I hereby grant myself permission to use your quotes on the show. <laughs> and my pitch for the today will be called Chol Show. Chol Show. That's a good one. Chol Show. It's, a, it's got a good uh, good ring to it. Let's see da, 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 da. her comments on blood magic oh no i wanted her to do a show called chill chat she said she'd ch- chat about chollisms is that is that what you're pitching instead chill chat um i'm gonna call it chill chat because it's a it's a better name than chill show yeah um trying to figure out what she said about magic are you going through Facebook messaging? No, no, History no. This now? is a Slack. This but is a work thing. This is the this okay. Is... It's more professional. You can search on Slack. Uh, I disagree with your stances on blood magic, though. Um, then I get very angry with her for a while. Yeah. I reprimand your crystal gem wizardry as the purest and most angelic of all magics. Yeah, which is true. Uh, blood magic is a dark perversion of the arcane arts, which is true. Um, okay. I'm not saying that the majority of blood magic is not uh, the cause of abominations. I just think it's foolish to cut blood, blood magic entirely out of your repertoire. I mean, you can't deny the innate use for blood magic in such magical practices as golomancy and the opening of eldritch portals to other worldly yes, realms. thank you. And draining random people of their life forces is definitely not chill, but what about the humane practice of blood crystal crafting with gathered mosquito blood? Okay, well, that's a waste of time. Okay, now this, is where, gets, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Because, and my show is basically either we'd be interviewing Chol every day, yeah. or we would be bringing Chol uh, just comments and thoughts from Chol, and then yeah. you and I would be breaking them apart. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time it would be feedback about us. We are talking about... Chol's opinions, right? And Chol's got a lot of them. Chol's got a hell of a lot of opinions. Uh, yeah, like I never thought about you just gathering mosquito blood before. Well, I've. Considered Why don't you it. just do that? Why do you have to kill people to get blood for your spells? It's just it's horrifically inefficient to dra- to drain mosquitoes a piece at a time. It takes so much longer, and the blood is starting to get a little bit stale by the time you get it out of the mosquito. It's honestly like I understand where they're coming from, but it's just so much easier and faster and better to just drain it fresh from people I kill. That's, like there's, there's just I understand, I get it. Like I, it's just that it's un, it's not feasible. Well, okay, she makes a good point because she uses blood magic for golemancy, the building yeah. of golems. Yeah, and you, I've seen you do the same thing. But my point is, like, if you're going to make a golem using human blood, yeah. why don't you just ensorcel a human being? Because <laughs> a human being is not as powerful as a golem. Especially, like, you know, if you're talking... A, yeah, but a... if you're looking for efficiencies, if you're looking for ways to cut corners... No, I need... But I need to to, to be efficient, but I also have, like, a, a threshold of strength that I need, right? Right. Like, you don't okay. see me making paper golems. I'm making iron golems i'm making sometimes steel golems Mm, if i'm in a pinch i'll make a stone golem right that's still like 
thousands of times more powerful than a that's than an, an ensorcelled human. Listen, that's an extremely powerful golem. No one's no one's debating that. Yeah, no one's debating how powerful that golem is. Uh, look, all right. And her arguments here would have been, she called these reductionist presumptions from a gem crystal purist, which I did not care for. <laughs> uh, with golem blood magic, you're granting the spice of life to something previously without independent thought. So really, I'm creating life, which brings me to another problem. I don't think that blood magicians create life. Not always. When it comes to a golem, I would. You I know... think I think you warp life. I think you damage living things to create a less pure version of a living thing. Like, a golem mm-hmm. doesn't have a soul. So you kill a human being, take their magic, their blood magic, yeah, their crazy sexy blood magic, and then you turn it into a golem, this soulless servant. Yeah. It's That's, better than no, a human. No, it's not better than a human. It's, I, it's thousands of times more Listen, powerful. I will always stand up for the rights of, of living things, of real living things. Not inanimate objects moving around because you've got someone's magic blood inside them. Listen to me. How about listen to me? I create life all the time. I create blood gremlins. And they are alive. Gremlins? Blood gremlins. Blood gremlins. They don't have souls. Well, they have thoughts and feelings. They don't need souls. They Okay. Fear, they have opinions. Fear, lust, and rage are the only feelings they have. And that's not really a range of emotions. Um, it's a range of one to three, one to three. I guess you could call it that. I mean, listen, they're not as complicated as a human. They're not complicated and they're all negative emotions, fear, anger, lust. Oh, but they can be used for good things. I guess lust isn't a negative emotion, but I've seen the way your gremlins use lust and it is definitely negative. My blood gremlins have minds and they have opinions right their opinions are usually racist <laughs> they're not good opinions they, they have bad opinions bad bad opinions they have the opinion that you should willfully misgender people as a prank that's sick that's a terrible that opinion is sick it's only because i'm using the blood from racists and people who think it's good to misgender people well there's another problem all the blood you're using all the negative aspects of these people are going into your blood golems your blood gremlins they're not going into the blood golems those are those have no minds or anything. I control them with a remote control. Listen, I want to bring up one more point yeah. on on for this troll chat thing. Yeah. I brought up this same argument that they're soulless beings, they can only follow orders, they're objects, they can't start a revolution. They can't change the world. Mm-hmm. Her argument was she's not playing God, she's their father, and they commanded them to have free will. Hmm. Hmm. Commanded to have free will. Correct. Can you command something to have free will, like a golem? If you magically bring a golem to life, can you command that golem? You have free will now. Have free will. Listen, I'm done with your pitch. I'm pitching a podcast. It's called Deep Thoughts with Piers and Eric. Okay. Um, and we would talk about philosophical concepts, like can you command something to have free will? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That a is fascinating, fascinating. idea. You can't do it, though. Why not? Because it wouldn't be free. Um, you, it would have been a command. All right. Well, let me ask you about this. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a silly question. Bible. Or the, the acquisition of free will by man in the Bible. Um, now, how does this play out in your mind? Well, it's been a while since I've read the Bible cover to cover. Right, right. But I mean, it was probably a couple months ago. It was. Uh, it was. You read it cover to cover every six months. It was like twenty five years ago. Got it. <laughs> no, it would not have been twenty five years ago. I would have been three years old. Also, I somehow doubt you've ever read it cover to cover because it's um, an extremely boring book. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think I did read it cover to cover in one sitting, actually. Gee, um, in one <laughs> sitting? In one sitting. And from what I recall um, from reading it cover to cover in one sitting, uh, the snake tricked man right. into having he, free will? Well, into eating the fruit of the tree, which should be symbolic of free will. The forbidden fruit. So... People that, just my had free will, right? Because if they didn't have free will, they wouldn't have been able to bite that. That's fruit. exactly what I'm talking about. It feels like a paradox. I think I don't think that they were given free will. I think they just like had it. I don't think they right did from have the beginning. Free, I don't think so. They weren't supposed to have free will from the beginning, well, so which the, also the makes Bible's it a really pointless poorly, it's to a, pray. <laughs> it's a poorly written book. Um, I this is a plot point. First this of is all, a plot first, hole. Hold on, King James Bible, great book. It's the best translation um it's like poetry i don't know about that very poorly written well what by modern standards of no no well your a b and c plots don't dovetail uh yeah they don't call it an alternate format um it's creative nonfiction. <laughs> it's creative fiction it's creative nonfiction. it all really happened uh but um hmm, another deep thought Another deep thought. Another deep thought. Is the Bible well-written or not? Fascinating. I, I think it depends on the translation you get. I think if you end up reading a Gideon's, um, I think they're not that great. I think if you read the, hmm. King, the King James, I think it's got a, a, a yeah. real poetry and lyricism to the way they've translated it. Interesting. I think they're all bad. I know you do, but that's because I think you disagree so much I with I think them. it's poorly structured. Poorly, poorly structured. Yeah. Do you feel that way about all ancient literature, though? Like... Uh, Which, no. How do you feel about the Epic of Gilgamesh? Uh, first of all, never read it. All right. I only know Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy. How do you feel about Beowulf? First of all, never read it. All right. I only know it from the terrible movie. Also Final Fantasy. But uh, is Beowulf from Final Fantasy? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but from the movie, it seems like an interestingly structured epic. From what I know of the story. Which I haven't read. Right, just from what you've seen in the Hollywood adaptation. Yeah. The hour and a half adaptation of Beowulf. Yeah, the the structure seems, as long as now I'm taking it for Hollywood's word that they adapted it fairly faithfully. <laughs> Always good to take their word. <laughs> but uh, the structure seems fine. Okay, okay. It's not. Oh. I'm kidding, I don't know. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sure Have you read fine. it? Beowulf, um, I read it when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was a real slog. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, um, in I, college, I was like, I should be reading the classics. Let's try Beowulf. And I started, like, one page. I was like, oh, this is, like, really fucking boring. I would much rather be reading a comic book. I'd like to revisit it, though. Because yeah. just because we're not familiar with the structure or it seems archaic yeah. to us doesn't mean it's invalid. Like, it's not effective to no, the way we've been raised. It doesn't mean it's invalid. It does mean it's really hard to read and boring yes. and not fun. It's, I agree. It is boring and hard to read and not fun, but that's that's on us and the world we were raised in. Um, I started reading Inferno, and I actually bought all three of the books so I could read them all. Oh, interesting. And it's... um. Because it's so, like, first of all, it's, like, a lot of references to modern-day, like, politics and, and culture. Um, not so, modern-day to us, like, modern to when he was writing oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's all these references to, like, his personal rivals and stuff yeah. in Inferno. And, um, and all these references to ancient history and literature and mythology. So what I would do is, for each... Um, chapter i guess what what would you call i think those are like stanza 
Yeah, I mean they're really long. There's a, there's a specific term for it. Yeah, it's I don't think it stands up, but that's better than chapter. Um, but for each of those sections, I would read it just like reading the words yeah and then i would flip to the like notes and then i would read it again but every time i got to a note i would go and like um oh you had to uh, check the notes and like and like sort of like try and understand it better and uh i got all the way almost to the end but i got busy at work and stopped reading it for like a few weeks almost to the end of inferno or almost to the end of paradise no almost the end of inferno i never even started purgatorio that's okay i've only ever made it through inferno and then i looked at the others and i'm like but there's not going to be any sweet tortures (laughs) why would i keep reading when all the tortures are done um yeah so i this this process took me like months to get almost through all the way through and then i like stopped reading for a bit because it got so busy at work and then when i went to pick it up again i was like i should probably start at the beginning I'll do it next time. I'll read a comic book now. It's a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, reading things that uh, are important and relevant yes. is tough. Yes. It's a lot easier to read, like, trash. Hunger Games. Actually, that's unfair because Hunger Games is okay. Um, Twilight. <laughs> there we go. Actually, you know, I bet it wouldn't be that easy to read Twilight. Because you'd be so annoyed the whole time and how yeah, shitty it is. Yeah, I think that it's yeah. I think I'd like prefer to read something like I also like I bur- I bought the Canterbury Tales. I was like, I better read this. It's like some I... people say it's the birth of the novel. Should probably read it. I think you'd actually like the Canterbury Tales though, because it doesn't make as many it doesn't make as many um, archaic references, and I mean it does tons, <laughs> but like the. St- like it's just a collection of short stories basically yeah and i started reading it like i got like a page or two in i was like "Ah, i'll just i'll do this later i'm gonna read i'm gonna reread a stephen king novel instead (laughs) deep thoughts (laughs) i put down i put down chaucer and i picked up king i read the langoliers again boy that plane sure vanished (laughs) (laughs) it didn't vanish that to be fair though um stephen king's great writer I like Stephen. King. I like Stephen. I think he's really. I think he's a rock solid writer. Now, um, deep thoughts. Yes. Who's who's a better writer? Okay. A writer that uh, crafts a story that's engaging and and fun to follow, like yeah. uh, like a like a Dan Brown or something. Uh, okay. Or a writer like that Chaucer, is... who um, is writing important. Maybe not Chaucer. Maybe something like Chaucer's Dante. A, Chaucer's important. It's, it's the Canterbury Tales is huge. It's very important, but it's different. Like, who's sorry? Are you asking me who's the better writer? Yeah, who's the better writer, Dan Brown or Dante Alighieri? I would have to go with Dante Alighieri. His work is probably going to be more long lived. It's more poetic and it has a greater scope. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems I don't, I don't know comparing art, like comparing the value of art. Yeah, kind of feels like a fool's errand a lot of the time. Yeah, that's like saying like that's another deep thought in itself. <laughs> what is the what is the value of comparing and contrasting art? Yeah. It just feels it's not that it's wrong to do it. It just feels pretentious. You know what I mean? Like it feels like like I'm the, I'm the arbiter. I yeah. can tell you why, what's, what's important and what's not. Why would I know? Um, I just know that Dan Brown. I've I read uh, what was the first one? Da Vinci Code. I yeah. read Da Vinci Code. That's actually not the first one, but that's like the breakout. That's the one I read. Yeah, that's okay. the one I that's read. That's the too. one I read. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was good. I'd read another one of his books on like the beach or on a 
boat or something. Yeah. But it didn't in like it it carried me along really well and it was neat, but it didn't enrich my life no. in any way other than other than by the fact that I enjoyed the tale he wove. That's the thing, like and you, that's enough. If you enjoy this tale, yes. right? Or you slog through this important work. Now, who's the better writer? Um, still Dante. Because at the end... I gotta of, find one where you didn't enjoy it. If you finish the important work, though, and yeah. you feel like your world, your view of the world has expanded... I really gotta finish that important work. I would say you've gained more. Like, okay, Dan... This is actually a great comparison, because Dan Brown, a lot of his work comes from Dante. Yeah, that's He's why I picked him. He's directly inspired by Dante. That's why I picked him. So, there you go. I mean... <laughs> Who is more important, the writer or the other writer inspired by the first writer? Who about, incorporates elements of the first writer's work into his work? Of course. That's like asking who's more important, Jane Austen or the jerk who wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> Guess what? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is nothing without the first one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're uh, on the same page here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, having yeah. deep thoughts. Um, so that's my podcast pitch. All right. Uh, I'm going to vote for mine because it sounds like it's the more important work. Well, I'm voting for Chol Chat yeah. because Chol's great, and I think they would love to be on the show. Oh, they sound and great. I think that they would love to share more of their deep thoughts on Golomancy and the summoning of eldritch beings. All right. Well, uh, it's a tie then. Um, thanks to Chol for listening to the show and... Thanks to Troll for not realizing that your friend Piers is the same guy who's on the show that you've been listening to. It's me, Piers, the guy (laughs) you see constantly. We're going to get you on here, Troll. We're going to get Troll on? I would love to get Troll on. Let's get Troll on To defend some of her god-awful opinions about blood magic (laughs) and raising golems. Like, she's a murderer. She Mm. may think she can make... you know what? Sorry. She's not a murderer because she uses mosquito blood. She's just a shitty blood magician because she, she's a thimble full of blood for every spell. What are you going to get out of that? That's that's what, that's what I'm saying. If you don't want to use the – if you don't want to go the full nine yards yeah. and murder someone to get their blood, you should probably switch to crystal gem wizardry like I did because <laughs> crystals don't give a shit when you drain them for their magic powers. And there's always more crystals. Uh, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. I just pop over the elemental plane of Earth, and they are just – I'm swimming. I cast myself stones. stone.